Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. Well, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you. Hope you did have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, every now and then, modern science, but modern science is, is amazing when you look at science and consider all that they figure out, right? How things work and how to improve things. Science is awesome. But every now and then they make big discoveries that people who have been reading the Bible knew a long time ago. Especially true in the social science and psychology. And, and uh, I was just did a search online for the psychology and people's well-being related to Thanksgiving and being thankful. And the news is in. They've done the studies. Being thankful is good for you. That's not surprising to is it, right? Being thankful means that you have a, a better sense of well-being. When you're thankful, you can more easily endure the difficulties that inevitably come in life. When you're thankful, you have better relationships. When, you have, when you're thankful, you have a better outlook on life, so you do better in life. All these things tied up with, with people having gratitude in their hearts. Do we kind of know that? Right, and the Word of God teaches us that. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not putting down psychology because I love it when psychology comes along behind God and says, yeah. <laughs> Today I want to talk to you about this idea of being thankful. And Ray, more than being thankful. Let's turn to Psalm 92. Psalm 92, and if you are using the Bible that's there under the chairs, you're going to be on page 684. So let me just just read through the psalm here. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hand. O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A a senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn you have exalted. And in horn here is a reference to this idea of, of an animal with a horn. It, it, it represents his strength. So my strength, my horn, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. That sounds like good news to me. Depending how old you are in here, it sounds like good news to you, doesn't it? Okay? They shall still... still 
still bear fruit in old age, they shall be fresh and flourishing. And that literally means they shall be fresh, means they will be full of sap. And the word flourishing literally means green. So like a tree planted in God's garden, those who are the old people who were there with him will still be full of life, okay? In verse 15, to, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. All right, so I think that really what sets the environment for all of this psalm is the very first statement. So in fact, let's read that together. Will you look at that with me and read it with me? The very first statement, verse one. It is good. I think some of you are reading it. Try it with me, okay? It is good to give thanks to the Lord. And that's what we want to focus in on today. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. So let's talk about a few things related to this. Um, is it good to be thankful? Good for you. Are you always thankful? No, we aren't always thankful. And what's interesting is that this verse we just read, it doesn't say it is good to be thankful to the Lord. It doesn't say that. Though that is true. But it's telling you, is it good to give thanks? And so what's the difference between being thankful, feeling thankful, feeling gratitude, and giving thanks? Well, one is, is a feeling, a sense, right? Thankfulness, gratitude. And the other is what? An action. It's an action. It's a decision you make to give thanks. And so I got four major things to look at in this psalm with you today. And the first one is this, that giving thanks is not just about feeling thankful, but also about choosing to be thankful. Choosing to be thankful. You know, there are plenty of times in our lives, at least most of the time in our lives, we have things that come along which we feel thankful about, right? Something good happens, or, or we enjoy a relationship, or there's something positive in our lives, and we feel thankful. And it's easy to give thanks. Sometimes it's easy to forget to give thanks at that point, because we're feeling good. But nonetheless, it's, it's easy for us to do that. But isn't it true that there are plenty of times in your life when that feeling, you just ain't feeling it? Right? You might know that there's things to be thankful for, but you are not feeling it right now. And so the scripture says here that when you aren't feeling it, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Even when you aren't feeling it. Now, it's interesting, I told you about the, the psychology uh, and the studies that are there that um, one of the things that they say at the end is, so how can you feel more thankful? And basically it started to list a few ways that you can give thanks. <laughs> and so the idea is to saying that you need to take concrete steps, action steps to on purpose give thanks whether you are feeling thankful or not. Okay. And you say, well, why would I do that? Well, first of all, God said it, right? Now, let me say to you that we can approach a, a, a topic like this of, of thankfulness and thanksgiving and all that and, and make it be all about us. 
Because if you're thankful, you're going to reap this benefit and that benefit, and it's going to change this, and it's going to change that in your life. And you know what? All that is true. But in this psalm, when he says it is good to give thanks to the Lord, that stands by itself, doesn't it? You don't have to feel good to do that. You don't have to have warm, fuzzy feelings, you know, puppies and kitties and whatever makes you warm and fuzzy. Kitties don't make me warm and fuzzy. They make me itchy. <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon. All right. Uh, but so the idea is that uh, we can make choices. And the end result is that we will become more thankful. When we learn to give thanks and to give thanks regularly and to give thanks when things aren't feeling so thankful, it will have an impact on how we feel about our lives. Okay, so that is true. But we ought to do it because God has told us to. Okay, so we know that we are capable of this because in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, interesting thing here, two things. First of all, if we do our grammar lesson, in everything, give thanks. That is in the imperative mode. An imperative is what? How else would you say it? It's a command, right? Do this. God doesn't tell us to do things that we are incapable of doing if we will just trust him and obey and do it. He enables us to do whatever it is we're supposed to do. So if he says in everything, give thanks, we are capable of doing it. Now, then this, this command is intensified by this statement that what? This is God's will for your life. Have you ever wondered what's God's will for my life? I know young people often wonder, you know, what's God's will for my life? And of course, they're thinking about what am I going to do with, for work? When am I going to you know, go to college? Or who should I marry? All that kind of stuff. But really, the Bible tells us so many things that his will. And this is one he specifically says. And notice again. He didn't say, feel thankful in the middle of everything that happens to you, did he? Knowing everything what? You with me? Give thanks. Say thank you. Express your thanksgiving in the middle of everything. Now, the reality is, if, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have not received Christ as Savior, and it's possible you're here today and that's your situation, you might know some things about God, but you never really settled that issue in your own life, or maybe you're watching and, and you aren't even sure what I'm talking about when I talk about having a relationship with Christ, it's, it could be hard to, to give thanks and everything, couldn't it? Why in the world would I be thankful to, for this? But when you were a believer in Jesus Christ, that means when you, you, you came to that point in your life where you knew that you were a sinner and your sins had separated you from God and, and, and you believed that Jesus was who the Bible says he was and that he died for your sins and rose again. And then you by faith said, oh God, I, I know I've sinned. I need your forgiveness. I, I received Jesus as my savior. I'm going to put my trust in Jesus to take care of all this problem with my sins. And when you did that, Remember what happened? God forgave every sin. Is that good news? Is that something to be thankful for? So is that good to be thankful for only on the day it happened? Isn't it good to be thankful today that my sins are forgiven? Your sins are forgiven? Yeah. And so I have something to give thanks for always. He moved in and he's been working in my life and changing me. Um, When you're a believer in Jesus Christ, there's always something that you can give 
thanks for, no matter what happens. Even if it's this, oh God, I thank you that this life is gonna end and I'm gonna be with you forever, right? I mean, there's always something for a Christian to give thanks for, and usually a whole lot more than that, especially as we're gonna see as we give thanks how it starts to change us. Interesting that in the Gospels, 15 times, 15 times it talks about giving thanks. And 11 of those are examples of Jesus giving thanks. Here he is, God in human form, perfect man, no sinful desires, right? No temptation to sin and things that he gives thanks. And if, if it's important for him to give thanks, might it be important for us who are, are sinful and finite and don't always understand? Yes. Do you think Jesus, you know, his son of a carpenter, do you think he ever hit his thumb with a hammer? Right? He came and lived like a human being. He didn't come and live with all his God powers. He could have, but he chose not to. So did he ever make a mistake and hit his what did he say when he hit his thumb with the hammer? Well, that's where the no sin comes out, right? Because whatever he said wouldn't have been sinful. But even this, so he understands what it's like. The Bible tells us that, right? He has been touched by all the difficulties and hardships of life that we are, and he understands. And he chose to give thanks. He believed it is a good thing to give thanks. And so if he did, surely for us, that must be the case. So giving thanks, not just about feeling thankful, but about making choices, choosing to be thankful, choosing to actually give thanks, okay? All right, the second truth, we want to see this. And he says here, let's look. He said, it's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. And I would say to you that this idea of singing praises to the Lord here is uh, very much a way of expressing thanksgiving. I mean, if I'm saying, oh God, I thank you that you are so big and awesome and you work in my life. Or I say, oh God, I praise you because you are so big and awesome and you work in my life. It's the same kind of attitude, isn't it? The same kind of expression whether I say the word thanks or praise. And so I think this is a, a way for us to be giving thanks to God, is singing praises to him. Now singing, see singing is, it's interesting, God says this right away. First thing he says, give thanks, then he says sing it. Because there's something about singing that engages the whole person. I can think, thank you God for saving my soul. Right, I can think that. And I, I can even say it. Thank you, God, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me your great salvation, so rich and free. Thank you. Something else starts to happen when I go, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me your great salvation so rich and free. I can't just say those words. 
It engages me up and down from the deepest part of me out and I'm with my body having to, to do that and focus with it. How, will you sing it with me? Sing it with me right now. Let's sing it louder. Because the louder you sing, the more you got to really engage with it. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me your great salvation so rich and free. And so this idea of giving thanks with singing tells us that giving thanks is to be actively expressed. Actively expressed. Not just thought, but actively expressed. And let me tell you, when you have a song like that, we sing that, and you know, you may go home, and may this afternoon that tune goes through you, and, and now you can actively express your thanksgiving. So understand, it's not just about thinking about it or feeling, it's about actively expressing your thanks. And then in verse uh, 2 he says, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. It shows us that thanksgiving is a declarative reminder of God's goodness in our lives. We declare this. We declare it to be so. And when do we declare it? I, I love this progression and this, this description of our lives and our relationship with God. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. So you get up in the morning, you know, and you hopefully you get to spend some time with the Lord in the Word, and you sit and you, you, you meditate on these things, ponder, you talk with God. But you start to think, what is God like? He's loving. He's kind. He's good. You know, His Word is true. He never leaves me. He's always working in my best. All his loving kindness. And to think about in the morning. And when you think about those kinds of things in the morning, how, what does that do for you then as you go out into the day? Now you're going out in the day with this confidence that God is good. That God indeed loves me. That God is going to work in my life. He's going to do these things. And, and then you get to the end of the day. And if you sit, and maybe you sit and do this, or maybe you lay your head down on the pillow and you're thinking about it and you realize, Wow. God was faithful to me today. Right? Faithfulness, looking at his faithfulness is looking back. Talking about his loving kindness, looking forward. And so we see these things. So it's a de declarative reminder of God's goodness in our lives. And the third thing, let's look in verse 3 here. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. What's, what's that all about? I mean, it's talking about with musical instruments. But I think that this idea is that it's, it's expansive in what it includes when we're giving thanks. And I'll, let me just walk you through this. Just, this is the, the result of, of just meditating on this and thinking about this. And I try to think, what am I thankful for? And God gives three different instruments here to express your thanks with. And you may not play any of them, right? It'll be right, but that isn't the point. It's how do we give thanks? And it hit me. Well, we got, there's three things here, three instruments. Well, I'm also thankful for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And they're working in my life. Then I think as a human being that Paul says that I am spirit, soul, and body. 
Spirit, soul, and body. Oh, God, thank you for your work in my spirit. Thank you for your work in my soul. Thank you for what you're going to do with my body one day. I mean, right? we have things to be thankful. It's expansive. And then just the music itself. And Dave, I'm going to use the keyboard here, okay? So if you can turn that back on. I'm going to try anyway. Okay, so let's, let's just listen to this, okay? And see if you get all excited about this song. Gonna have you humming all day, right? But what if we do this? And we can stop, right? So that's that's already better, right? So there's two two lines of music. What if we do this? We've added in other lines of harmony, right? Okay? And so, really, it's, it's this, the first note that I played through, that low note, that's like the foundation for all of that music, okay? In the bass line, it typically holds up, it's really written in a way that holds up the music. And of course, we have the melody, we know the melody, and we hum the melody and sing the melody, but then there's a harmony line that you can put in there, and when you add that in, it just fills it all out. And so I think about this when I'm doing my Thanksgiving, when you're doing your Thanksgiving, that there are three, three kind of aspects there. And the first one are the foundational things that are just, they're foundational. God, you exist. Okay? God, you are good. Now, I say that because look, in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, 6, it says, but without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently serve him. He's good or seek him. He is good. So he is good. And God, you are the creator. And God, this is your creation. All these things that are just underlie everything else. And we want to, from time to time, stop and be grateful for those things. Express thanks to God for those things. And, and, and then there's the... Uh, the harmony part, which I'm going to add in here first and talk about that. These are kind of universal truths that, okay, you know, Christ, uh, you know, came into the world and, and it was the gospel and he, he died for sins and rose again and he comes to live within us. He's given us a church full of other people who experience the same thing, who will uphold us and encourage us with that. He, you know, he shows his faithfulness in so many ways. Those are truths that we are grateful for. And then we have this top line, this melody line, which is my line and your line. Oh God, thank you for my wife. Oh God, thank you for how you worked in my life to meet our needs. Oh God, do you see how that works? And so when we think, what do we give thanks for? We have those different kinds of things and it is expansive. It goes from the very bottom to all the details of our life, things that we have to say thank you to God for, okay? And then finally, Finally, not in sermon sense, sorry. 
in this list of four here. Verse four, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. And again, uh, this is a, let me say it this way. It, giving thanks is a pathway to gladness in the present and hope for the future. Because when we are giving thanks, sometimes we're giving thanks for this very moment, but more often than not, when we're giving thanks, and we're looking at time, we're giving thanks for what? What has happened? Either a little bit ago, yesterday, last year, early in life, right? It's, it's typically looking backwards. But when we look backwards and give thanks for those things, when do we feel glad? Now. All right. So, is anybody in here glad because of the Lord's working in your life? Tim, are you glad that Jesus came into your life? Made changes of you, Charlie? You glad? Are you crystal? You glad? Yeah, so we could go right, right? There are things that we are glad about that he came, right? So give thanks for those things from time to time. I will I've give thank God for that before. <laughs> That reminds me, it's just, they're totally unrelated, but you know the guy who, and, and lady and uh, husband and wife who come for counseling and they sit there and trying to work through it and what's wrong and, and she says, well, he never says I love you. He said, I told you once in the beginning and I'll let you know if I change my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I already gave thanks to God. Do it again. Say it again. Thank you, God. Okay. By the way, does God need us to give thanks to him? No, we need to give thanks to him. That's why he tells us to do it. Okay, so it's a path to gladness in the present. Hope for the future. Because he says here, and I will triumph in the works of your hands. God, when I go forward, I'm going to be victorious in life. I'm going to make it. I'm going to succeed because you're working in my life. Thank you, God, for how you work in my life. So giving thanks to be actively expressed a reminder of God's goodness in our lives, and it's, it's big in what it includes, and it gives us gladness now and a reason to hope for the future. All right, so let's go to the third thing here. Giving thanks changes how we view and live our lives. It does. Let's, let's just read through here again. And by the way, let me say, when, you, when I read things in the Psalms and it talks about your enemies, we have to understand that King David was in a place where he had actively had people who were trying to rebel against him, who were trying to have him killed, possibly kill his family, right? I mean, he had real enemies that he was concerned about from time to time. And so that shows up in his writings. Well, who are your enemies? I don't think this is, you know, I don't like that neighbor next to me. God, would you get him? You know, we were the enemies of God and God loved us. Jesus said, love your enemies. So we need to have that mindset. So when I think of enemies, when Dave's praying, I think of the evil world system that, that works against me. I think of Satan himself or his demons, whatever, that actively try to bring me down. I think of the lies that have been spoken about the world and that maybe I have come to believe or are you know, tempting me to believe. All those kinds of things. That's what I think of when I think of enemies here. So let's read. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. Thank you for that. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass and when all the workers of iniquity flourish is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, you Lord, are on high forevermore. Thank you, Lord. 
For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn, my strength, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. Thank you, Father. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Thank you, God, that that's true. And so all through our our lives, as we become more consciously and more purposefully thankful we're going to discover that it's going to start to change how we see what's going on. Because what tends to happen in our lives, especially when we're learning this truth, is bad, something bad comes into our life, and maybe then it gets worse, and maybe we don't respond the best way to it, which makes it even worse. We have all this kind of mess, and we finally kind of come through it, and we make it through it, and then, then along comes a preacher and says, you know, you're supposed to give thanks in everything. Huh? <laughs> and you think about that, Okay, I'm supposed to. All right, and so then you begin giving thanks. And then what happens? We have this long string of things. And by the way, this is true with so much of your Christian growth. But let me describe it here. Let me go back and say, here I am. I'm a Christian. I get into this mess. Bad things are happening. I'm not responding well. Maybe I finally see it. Maybe whatever, the problem goes away or I learn whatever. And I find myself on this other end and saying, oh, man. I was supposed to give thanks in that. Okay, next time, here you go in life, you're going through life. And something happens, you know, things are going bad, you don't respond well, it's a mess, and right in the middle of it you go, hey, I'm supposed to be giving thanks for this. But you aren't really in the mood at that point, right? You kind of come out and you survive it. But what we want to happen is we want to begin this, developing this habit on purpose of giving, not mindless, I don't mean that, but a habit of on purpose, consciously giving thanks. What's going to happen is we're going to, something bad is going to happen in our lives. Here we are, it starts happening. I go, God, thank you that you have not abandoned me. God, thank you that you are at work in my life. You're teaching me something. God, thank you that you're going to use me as a testimony. I don't know what this is. God, thank you, if nothing else, that this life is going to come to an end and I'm going to heaven one day. But you see what I mean? Now we've learned to do this in the beginning and it changes how we go through it. It changes the decisions we make. It changes our testimony before the world around us as they watch us go through those kinds of things. So this idea that, that giving thanks changes how we view our lives and it changes how we live our lives. And then let's look at the last verse. You know, we started with it is good to give thanks to the Lord and we see all these different expressions of it in verse 15. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Fourth thing, giving thanks marks our lives in a way that declares God's goodness to the world around us. Do you like to be around someone that is ungrateful? Is that exciting? Mm-hmm. You know, you're at work and you go and you, you know, you're getting a cup of coffee and say, so you know, your coworker, you know, drinks coffee. So you get them a coffee and then you bring it and sit it down to them and, and they just go, huh? And they aren't grateful. 
What do you think? Our natural tendency is, well, see if I ever do that again. In fact, I hope you spill it in your lap. That was supposed to be silly, funny, like you guys must have taken that seriously. <laughs> but ungrateful people are not appealing people to us, right? Ungrateful people. And so we don't want to be ungrateful. And what is the antidote to being ungrateful? Is learning to give thanks. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. And it's going to change us. And when we become people who give thanks, it does declare to the world around us that God is, we have something to be thankful for. And we have a God to give thanks to. And that's one of the amazing things to me. You know, every Thanksgiving season, like I said, there's this, you know, input about, oh, gratitude and what it does for you. And you be thankful and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of those people don't really even believe in God. And I want to know, who are you giving thanks to? Right? So when we as Christians give thanks to the Lord and that becomes part of our lives, it expresses to people around us that, that we believe there's a God and he works in my life in ways that make me thankful. And so I give thanks to him for those things. You know, so as a, as a grateful person, one who gives thanks, you become that person who gives thanks openly, you will have an ongoing resource of ways to be a positive witness to other people. You know, I mean, anybody besides me in here struggle sometimes with, I, I want to be a witness for Christ, I want to share the gospel, but I can't figure out what I'm supposed to say or how to do that right now? Anybody besides me? What are the words? Well, you know what? It's always appropriate and really not offensive to almost anybody to say, yeah, you know, on Thanksgiving we couldn't get together with all our family this year, you know, just like everybody else, but I'm so thankful to God that I was able to get together with the family that I have, and I'm thankful to him for the fact that at this point in time none of our family is sick. And Do you see what I mean? That's always appropriate, isn't it? In a, in a conversation? Being openly thankful to God. And what that does is, it, again, it's a, a testimony to the people around you that you actually believe this stuff. <laughs> and it affects your life. And it's appealing. And they wish they felt that way. And who knows, it might open the door to be able to share the gospel. Um, and it, it tells them that God is worth knowing. When you're a thankful person, you give thanks, you know, openly. It's really like an invitation to say, come taste and see that the Lord is good. There are reasons to thank him. He is real and you can have a relationship with him because people are attracted to grateful people. A grateful person is an appealing person. So let's just do a quick review here. Giving thanks is not just about being thankful, right? It's about choosing. You know, on purpose, I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to express my thanks to God. I may even sing my thanks. I'm going to, to give thanks in this way. Giving thanks is to be actively expressed. It's a reminder of God's goodness to us. It's, it's expansive in what it includes. And it's, it's a pathway to finding gladness right now and hope for the future. Okay, that's what giving thanks does for us. Third thing, giving thanks changes how we view and live our lives in really good ways, really positive ways. And then finally, giving thanks marks our lives. 
in a way that the world around us can see that God is good. Is it any surprise to us that God says it is good to give thanks to the Lord? I encourage you to start doing this if you aren't already. If you're already doing it, think about doing it more. Think about maybe doing it different ways that might impact you, affect you. On purpose, make it just a part of your life that I give thanks. That's an active expression. I give thanks to the Lord. And it's a good thing. A very good thing. So what God says is true and really matters and makes a huge difference in our lives when we will believe it and do it. It's good to give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Father, for being able to be here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are your people. We are your body. You fill us, Lord. You work in our lives. And I pray, Lord, before we leave here today that we will engage with one another knowing that you are present and that you are a part of these things. Be honored in our, our lives here today, Lord. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, God bless you. Go be thankful, people.